It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Two things I know about this podcast is it will be much more civil than it usually is, and it's going to be a lot shorter than it usually is because uh, Brady's not here to just keep talking, okay? Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Paul Costanzo will uh, join me when we get things uh, rolling in uh, just a moment, and we talk about the first two games that we're going to talk about, and that's Port here on Northern and Port here on High, and they're actually going to kind of tie together tonight because something I didn't think was going to happen happened, and it's significant because now the two Port Huron area schools are going to share the blue title. But we'll get into that in uh, just a moment when we get things rolling here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so we uh, start uh, first with Port Huron Northern, who was on the road tonight with a win at Warren Mott. They would have been the outright Mac Blue champs. They'd already had the big win over PH in the uh, annual Crosstown Showdown uh, game. And the only way the Big Reds could could get their hands on a title is with a Husky loss and a Big Red win tonight. And to a lot of our surprises, that happened. Not that Mott wasn't a dangerous game, um, but they just aren't really having a very good year, and you figured that Northern, especially with that defense, was going to go down there and get a win. The Huskies scored first in this one, and then three plays later, Mott tied it. Northern got a field goal to go ahead. They led 10-7 until the fourth quarter when they gave up a a touchdown on a long pass play. They end up losing the game 14-10 to the Marauders. Uh, and, And I realize they don't have Luke Fletcher. Dylan Bloink is still out, but still, I'm actually kind of surprised by this uh, score. Um, you, you, you figure Northern's going to win. I mean, I know I know it's the wrong way to look at things, but PH beat them by 20. Northern beat PH. I know it doesn't work like that, especially in high school football. Um, and then when you look at it, Mott actually lost to a really bad Lance Cruz North team. That that's their only win of the season so far. So. I mean, it is what it is, Paul Costanzo, but I am a little surprised by this outcome. Yeah, I was uh, very surprised by it as well. I was surprised when I saw it was 7-7, to I think, uh, well, in the first half anyway. Uh, and, you know, being good defensively is obviously something that every team strives to be, but if you're not scoring points, you're, a defense can crack on one play. And if they crack twice, like apparently it happened tonight, and that's enough to beat you, I mean, that that's really tough to deal with. And that's like you can't pin that on defense. So, I mean, the defense goes out and does their job. Um, and, you know, the offense has to find a way to to score some points in those situations. And, and that, that's tough. And I think that, you know, going on the road and with a, a young quarterback, a sophomore quarterback playing, you know, in a place I can't imagine there were that many people there. I mean, right, like if Mott's having a, a tough season, we see how some of these games draw. Sometimes that's really weird for kids to play in, mm-hmm. like a weird thing to say. Like obviously huge, crazy environment, that can be tough. But sometimes playing in silence is harder. 
And, you know, and I'm not sad I wasn't there. I don't know if that was the case. But, like, those are things that happen in this league. And there's a lot of things that could go into this, but very weird result either way. Yeah, it's and Mott is one of those weird places to play, uh, too. You know, you, you, you go down 12 mile all of a sudden there's a school on your right-hand side, and you turn in, and it's kind of a little drive to get back to the parking lot, which is too small. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, the field is darker, at least – the last time I was there, you know, it's not a well-lit field. It's just kind of dark, and and you're really not in the mood for football. And they're generally really good, which – and I think they have a, a home field advantage most years. But this was just one. But, you know, who warned me about this two weeks ago was Larry Rollins. He he was like, we have to beat Frazier because I'm nervous about the Mott game. Mott's getting some guys back that haven't – been playing all year and and he thought that they were a better football team than everybody else was giving them credit for so uh, unless he psyched himself out in this one he was right Uh, so 14 10 the Huskies lost and that opened the door for the Big Reds who probably weren't expecting Northern to lose tonight and probably didn't realize when the game was over that they'd won a share of the championship and this is their third straight now for the Big Reds, they they won it outright the last two years, and now they're going to get a share of it. They beat Sterling Heights thirty-five to twenty, and you were there. You're filling in for uh, Brady uh, tonight. That's why the game sounded so good. <laughs> uh, how did this go? Yeah, I mean, well, as far as them not knowing after the game, nobody said anything to me, uh, and I went down there and I was, you know, talking to some of the coaches. They were not. Nobody, I didn't hear anybody say anything about it. When I walked in here tonight, that was the first I had heard that Northern had lost. Um, so I don't know if they were even looking for it. Uh, they probably just anticipated that Northern would win. Um, but, you know, it was this game got off to a sleepy start. Um, and, you know, Amari Haller didn't play, so Nate Orioles filling in. Uh, he eventually had a really good game, but early on the offense was sputtering, and it took a while. And, you know, that was the thing that I talked to Coach Perkins about after the game is just – how tough it was for them to kind of get going in this one. Well, 35-20 win. Took a while to get going, but once you guys did, your offense specifically really took off. (laughs) Yeah, those kids are, we got explosive players, and uh, they made some great plays. Gavin really ran the ball hard tonight, and Jaden made a couple of great catches on a couple of really nice throws. So, uh, yeah, yeah. they dug in, and we we were able to do a nice job. I thought the offensive line blocked really well uh, at the point of attack anyway, and uh, uh, pass pro was great. Uh, Nate had some clean pockets, so uh, we were pleased with that. Defensively, really, they had a, a few big plays, but everything else was hard for them. Yeah. Uh, well, we took care of them early, and then uh, they found a little something with that cross-buck play, and uh, – uh, that number 12 that they had was a really good runner, and uh, he broke a few off, and uh, that hurt us. But uh, our kids hung in there, and uh, offensively we showed up, so it uh, worked out good. How big was that play toward the end when Jaden was able to strip him yeah. down at the 15? Because it was like yeah. they had an answer, it seemed like, for everything yeah. until then. Right, yeah, well, uh, Jaden's awful fast, so he can catch people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he had that idea the whole way it looked like, and uh, it worked out. And, we had our guys there to pounce on it, so that was good. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked before the game about Nate and how you were confident in him coming into this game. It seemed like once he settled down, yeah. and it took him maybe a, a few drives that he was really on. Did you see that too? From yeah. Uh, 
early on. I don't know what was going on, uh, but he threw a couple of errant passes, and uh, yeah, it took him a bit to settle in. And our uh, his exchanges weren't perfect first half with the running backs, but uh, like you said, he settled in and he did a great job in the second half. I thought, yeah. Well, five and two yeah. now. Two games left. Feel pretty good about where you guys are at right now? Yeah, you know, uh, I would like the sickness to go away uh, <laughs> around the uh, around the locker room. But other than that, yeah, uh, guys have been working so hard all year, and uh, they really uh, have taken upon themselves to get better and work and work and work. And uh, so I think we'll continue to do that and see where it leads us. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, Coach Perkins just said it there at the end of that interview. I, I know Brady went out to practice, I think, on Wednesday, and he came back and he said they had 17 guys. Yeah, it was – I mean, they were light on players for sure. They had a lot of JV kids um, that were out there dressed tonight just to kind of provide them with some depth. Um, and I think numbers are down a little bit for them this year anyway is what it sounds like. And so, you know, they've got a lot of guys. I think the way that Perk put it was – they don't get any rest in practice because they have to play either offense or defense, depending on what they're practicing, because there's just not enough bodies. Um, and so uh, I think it, when an injury bug and a literal sickness bug hit you on top of that, that can, that can be tough. And you could tell there was some grogginess early on. It's homecoming. You never know where kids' heads are at at the beginning of that game. But once they got going, I mean, it was really impressive. And we talked about – you know, Nate Oriole getting off to a slow start. I think he missed on his first three passes. Um, and then he finished 8 of 11 for 154 yards and three touchdowns. You know, and this isn't the first time that he's done this for them. He hadn't played, and he stepped in last year in the regular season, the Northern game, first time he takes a snap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I realize at the lower levels he played quarterback. But that's still not the same as stepping in at the varsity level when all season long they've been using you as a wide receiver, as a guy in the secondary, Mm -hmm. as a part-time running back. And all of a sudden, you've got to be the guy. And here's a team that when they win, they score with Amari Holler at quarterback. You know, 55-34-49-35 in their wins. And Nate comes in and right on track, 35 points. Yeah, and they were really... I mean, they didn't score until there were three and a half minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, it like when I say it took them while to get going, it took a while to get going. But once they did, they were unstoppable. And he led that. Gavin Troy, I mean, he had 15 carries, 138 yards, and a couple scores. Um, they were they had a ton of success in the first half with him between the tackles. They couldn't get anything going outside, and they couldn't get that pass game really going until the end of the second quarter. Um, so. In the beginning of the second half, they hit a couple outside runs for maybe you know ten ish yards, and then they hit that a big one up the middle. Gavin tried a big sixty one yard run. They, I mean, they had already kind of softened them up in the middle, and then just completely did it once they started to get the success to the outside. So they they really did become a very well balanced offense throughout this game, uh, which is, was kind of fun to watch that evolution happen in. 48 minutes some guys you know uh hazen later at cardinal mooney he he just cuts like stupid good <laughs> groppy at crosslex it takes 15 guys to tackle them and you can only put 11 on the field different guys run different ways i think if i had to pick an adjective to describe uh, gavin troy sprinter yeah gavin is a sprinter 
He is, and he, the the thing that impressed me today with him was vision and the ability to see see the hole where it was. But as soon as he got to that second level, you knew it was a, a big play just because that speed that he has. But it, he sees it right away and explodes to it, yeah. explodes to that open area. And then on that touchdown run, he had a nice stiff arm, and then. There were a lot of players down the field, and he just beat them all and then cut back across you know, the green a little bit toward the end of the run, and it was I mean, just an impressive, impressive run. And I, you know, I, I believe I've seen him play one other time before, um, but was just incredibly impressed with him as a back. Yeah, um, so he gets 61 yards on a play that a lot of other kids, maybe they get seven or eight yards because okay. they don't hit that hole as hard. Like he's already in gear as he's going through the hole. A lot of kids are kind of, they tiptoe through the hole and right. then, the, oh, I'm through. And then they start to run and it's too late. Yeah. And in fact, there was a play in the first quarter where he gained like three yards. And I, as I was calling it, I made the comment like, oh, he's met right at the line. But I was like, no, he wasn't. He just, it was so quick for him to get to those players that it was three yards down the field. Um, so, yeah, very, very impressive runner. And I was telling you off the air, they, they do a good job of rotating in backs. Owen Palmer got some carries. They run Nate Oriole you know, quite a bit. And obviously, when Amari Hollers is in the game, they run him a lot. Um, so that keeps Gavin fresh, or at least it did today. And a fresh Gavin Troy in the fourth quarter is not something teams want to deal with. Yeah. So whether they knew it or not, their win – Gives them a share of the blue title as both uh, the Big Reds and Northern will go four and one in league play. Big Reds are going to Fitzgerald next week. That should not be a difficult game for them. Fitz is not the team they've been the last few years where they would spread it out and score fifty points against everybody. Some games they'd give up fifty five, <laughs> but you know the, the, they were that kind of a team. They're not that kind of a team. In fact. When I saw them against Northern in week two, Northern won 41-6, to and after their first two, uh, first three punts were blocked, they just gave up on punting the rest of the game and just went for it on fourth and whatever. Um, Interesting strategy. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the other strategy wasn't working. <laughs> right. I, mean, I guess. It wasn't working. And Northern will, will likely bounce back next week against East Point. And I don't want to look past these games. You have to play them. Um, they're not league games, but they're games you want to win because you want to play home games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, in week nine, Big Reds will get Marysville at the, the stadium. Haven't played this game, and I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember it from my time at the Times-Herald for sure, and that dates back to 06, um, and that could just be me misremembering. No, no, you're think, right. Yeah. It's It's been since before that, since they've played this, this, and it used to be an annual event. Right. Yeah, that's exciting to, to get that game back on the schedule because it's a rare, it's rare that you see that in many sports, I feel like, because they are always in different divisions. In most sports, they're yeah. in different divisions. So especially in football, um, that's exciting to, to put those two on the field together. Yeah, and uh, and Northern will close out at uh, St. Clair, a game we didn't get last year, but the, the Huskies and the Saints in recent years, uh, they were both in the gold at one time, have been playing a little more frequently. 
But it, it's just nice. that This year's been a nice year for that. Week one, we got a, the BWAC teams playing the MAC teams, um, and we had some great football games. The I was at the Almont Marysville game, very competitive. Um, obviously, the Armada Marine City game is still one of the, the two games of the year, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, last week's uh, upset by Almont over Croslex. And uh, a little later on in segment two, We'll get to what happened between North Branch and Armada uh, tonight, which may surprise some uh, people. Uh, I'm just going to go on record as saying I've, I've been having a great year with the picks, Paul, and the two undefeated teams. I thought I was safe picking them, and I lost both games. So, <laughs> <laughs> You guys warned me when I came in on Wednesday that uh, it was a tough week for picks. It you, was. You told me it was – and I was looking at them like, I, they all seem very straightforward to me. And uh, when you read my record off – Next week, please be kind. <laughs> well, I'm going to have pretty much the same thing that uh, that you had. So um, definitely this is my first uh, week where I suffered multiple losses. Wow. That's oh, impressive, my, my, Dennis. My, to get to week seven. My my pride is hurt, though. I, again, I, I started going, ooh, maybe I can stay under 10 losses for this season. And, yeah, this week happened. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, at any rate, uh, anything else you want to add uh, about uh, the Big Reds? Yeah, just, their defense was very impressive throughout the game. I know they gave up 20 points, but they were really on big plays. It was one big touchdown run, uh, another big run that set up a touchdown. They forced or recovered four fumbles. One, Jaden Ashford, a great play to run down. Uh, the best player on Sterling Heights team, Nico Johnson, run him down and strip him from behind um, on a run that would could have set up a, a score that got us to a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, Big Red defense d- definitely played really well and was great until the offense was able to get going. Um, so they kind of held things down as Nate Oriole and company got got ready for that one. And then they did. And then they it was it turned into the game that I kind of expected it to be. All right, perfect. Uh, thanks again for filling in for Brady, who's goofing off this weekend. Absolutely. I, I love being out there. It, it's definitely fun. I'll keep that in uh, mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we erase that? Hold on. No, I'm kidding. No, it is. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Once I get the computer going and everything, I know that I'm on the air, then it's, you know, then I'm just talking to people. Yeah, then, then it's not as stressful. See, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, that was me the first few weeks of the very first year we were doing this, and now I know how it works and that it will work. Uh, I, I have faith in it. And I don't know what Brady does to his equipment, why his computer runs so slow and stuff like that. He has those problems. I don't. See, he shouldn't. He's younger than us, Dennis. He should not be having these technology No, problems. he he shouldn't. But that's his problem. He's younger, so he knows better, so <laughs> he plays with it more. I leave it the way the young guy that set everything up set it up, and I run it the way he told me to run it. I don't think that I know a better way to do it. Anyways, that's fair. I can get all these shots in because he can't say <laughs> anything back in defense. You of said himself. it would be less contentious, but it feels yeah, like, a little bit, you know, one sided. Well, I'm, I'm being contentious towards the person who's not here who can't defend himself. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, thank you. And again, uh, thanks to uh, Paul Costanzo for helping out tonight uh, in uh, Brady's uh, place and covering that uh, Port Huron High uh, game for us. All right. Uh, continuing on with scores from the Macomb Area Conference, uh, Marine City beats Clintondale 47-8, to and that uh, clinches a Max Silver Championship outright for the uh, Mariners uh, this season. Uh, they go 5-0 and in league uh, play. They've now won six in a row. 
since that uh, week one loss to Armada in double overtime. And the uh, Mariners looking good again tonight and winning a football game that uh, everybody was expecting them to win. All right, uh, big showdown tonight at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. This is where I was at, the 70th meeting all time between Marysville and St. Clair since 1950. Marysville had won 49 of those 69 meetings. Saints had won 19, and they had tied one game back before they played overtime in high school football. This game went pretty much the way everything has kind of gone this season for these uh, two teams. Marysville has been scoring. St. Clair has not, and the final in this one was 20 to nothing. Let's get to how it sounded. This time it's Johnson to the right, Corbett to the left. Corbett very tight to the line. And it's Cucci, and he's got a big hole inside the 10 to the 5 and into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. A 12-yard run by Sakuchi with 9.56 to go here in the first half. And the Vikings have opened the scoring. They take a 6 to nothing lead. Sakuchi and Hurley the backs. Corbett, the receiver, tight to the line to the right. Play action. Lavalley sets up, firing deep for McKinney. Oh, what a great catch by McKinney. And he's out of bounds at the one or two-yard line. But he stops the clock with 12 seconds. A great running catch by Tyler McKinney. No timeouts left for the Vikings, so it's now or never. Lavalley may have uh, bobbled the snap some. He's battling, trying to get in on the sneak, and I think the Saints stopped him. The Saints stop him at the goal line as the time expires in the half. What a big play for St. Clair. So now the Saints will go to work. Pistol look here as Ellis works out of the shotgun. Gabriel the deep back. And play action. And a throw over the middle is intercepted. Picked off at the 48. And a big return here inside the 30 all the way down to the 20-yard line. Intercepted. By Donahue, Aiden Donahue at the 48. The ball was thrown right to him. Again, Marysville probably feeling like they left points out there to end the first half. They'll see what they can do with this one. Lavalley under center. Sakuchi and Hurley the backs. And it's Hurley straight up the middle. Big hole. And he's going to walk it into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. Jack Hurley, 19 yards, and he was never touched as he crosses the goal line and makes it 12-0 Vikings just 26 seconds into the second half. Third and four from the six. Again, I think this is four down territory. Sakuchi and McKinney behind LaValley, who's under center from the six. It's McKinney this time. Steamrolling, bulldogging his way into the end zone for a touchdown. McKinney on a six-yard run gets a huge score for Marysville. They go up 18-0 with 4.40 to go here in the third. Here we got two seconds to go, so barring a defensive penalty, this will be the final play of the game. Second down, 10 from the Viking 34. Richardson and Nesbitt to the right. Reed and Oles to the left. Gabriel the back, Ellis out of the gun. Pocket collapses, Ellis will be sacked back at the 40 for a loss of six, 
And the final score of the game will be the Vikings 20 and the Saints nothing. Again, kind of the way I thought it might go in, in this football game. You, again, have a Saints defense that plays well, does things to help keep that football team in the ball game. Uh, but their offense just can't seem to finish uh, drives. Uh, they struggle again tonight in this one. They did move the football a little bit. They had almost 200 yards of offense. Peyton Ellis was 6 out of uh, 13 for 79 yards. Uh, plus they ran a double pass where Oles threw a 25-yard pass downfield. So they threw for 104 yards. On the ground, Luke Gabriel had 14 carries for 51 yards. Ellis uh, rushed for 32. No Logan Ellis tonight. And that was a big miss for them. Uh, Liam Nesbitt caught three passes for 74 yards. Um, Again, the Saints turned the ball over twice. That was costly for them uh, tonight. They also put the ball on the deck two or three other times. Fumbles that they didn't lose but uh, they struggled uh, holding on to the uh, football here uh, this evening. And uh, Marysville, um, nothing super flashy about what the Vikings were doing tonight. They ground and pound Carter Sacucci, 14 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Ben LaValle only had three carries in the game, and he had 69 yards rushing. Uh, so he was probably the flashiest player for uh, either uh, side. Jack Hurley uh, played a lot. Seven carries, 28 yards. He had a a touchdown. Tyler McKinney only rushed twice, but he had the six-yard touchdown run. He also caught two passes for 48 yards in the ball game. Marysville probably will look at this and go, yeah, we left a couple of touchdowns out there. They had uh, they got stopped at the goal line just before halftime. They also, their last possession of the game ended at the uh, seven-yard uh, line. And uh, for St. Clair, again, at times, they move the ball very well. They just can't seem to, to finish a drive to, to help themselves. And th- their defense was solid. I mean, their, their, their defense made sure that uh, they had a chance to win this ball game. Really, it wasn't until the score late in the third quarter where you thought, all right, Marysville has this thing well in hand because uh, unless something drastically changes in the fourth quarter, the Saints aren't going to score three touchdowns in this game. So very frustrating for St. Clair. They uh, fall to uh, two and uh, five on the uh, season, one and four in league play. Marysville is four and three, and now three and two uh, will be their final record in uh, league play. Marysville thinking playoffs now. They've got Lincoln next week, which is a winnable football game, uh, and then they close out in week nine against Port here in high. I don't know if five wins are going to be enough for the Vikings to get in. It, it may, but definitely if they can get a win against PH in week nine, that should be enough for Marysville to get into the postseason. So the Vikings are still playing for things here down the uh, stretch. A couple of other uh, max scores that I wanted to point out. I wish Brady were here. I can't remember if it was during the podcast or off the air that we were arguing about the Anchor Bay-Stevenson game. But I said Anchor Bay's got a chance to beat Stevenson, and he went off on a Stevenson's been in the red for a 1,000 years rant. Uh, Anchor Bay 20, Stevenson 18. So there's another jab. When he can't defend himself, I'm going to take as many jabs uh, as I can this week. And the other score to give you, Clawson beats up on New Haven 63 
to 16. All right, there was a big showdown in the BWAC. Uh, there's always a big showdown in the BWAC, isn't there? Our Meta North Branch was this uh, week's uh, matchup. North Branch came into the game unbeaten. Would they remain unbeaten? Well, you're going to have to wait to find out uh, in uh, segment uh, two uh, if you don't already know what the final score of that game was. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey with you. No Brady Beaton this week. He's uh, up uh, north in the UP. Wayne State playing Michigan Tech on uh, Saturday, so he was traveling with the ball club uh, this week. All right, we've got a three-way tie atop the uh, BWAC. Only two of these teams can get a claim of the title, though, after happenings on Friday night that saw Armada knock off North Branch. 37-28 to is the final score in this one. The Tigers go to 6-1. and They're now 5-1 and in the... And North Branch suffers their very first loss of the season. They're now six and one overall, and five and one in the uh, the BWAC. And uh, they had been steamrolling everybody so far this season until uh, this week. And Imlace, or rather Crosslex, beat Imlay City tonight, so they're six and one in uh, overall and five and one in BWAC uh, play. So you've got a three-way tie atop the standings. We assume that Armada will uh, be a winner next week. They're uh, playing Richmond. Richmond has really been struggling this year. We'll get to the Blue Devils uh, in uh, just a moment. And North Branch and Croslax is playing, so one of those two teams has to lose that game. The other one's going to win and go 6-1 and one in league play. So the question is, will that be enough to be the outright champs? Or with an Armada win, they're going to go 6-1 and one in league play and grab at least a share of the title. So it's looking more and more like we should have a three-way finish uh, in the uh, Blue Water Area Conference after tonight's results. And again, Armada wins this one 37-28, and uh, they fell behind 7 to nothing early and then scored uh, 16 points, led 16-7 at halftime. At one point, they were up 37-20 in this game. So North Branch got a late touchdown to make it interesting again. But Armada holds on for the uh, win. Got a text from Brady uh, earlier on uh, Friday evening. He just said, I'm never going to doubt Coach Raleigh again. Um, Brady, in particular, has been big on North Branch because when he's seen them play, they were very impressive. Uh, Again, Thurston, Emily City, Yale, Hamtramck, Richmond, those aren't real good football teams. But the Broncos crushed them. They didn't just beat these teams. 56 0, 60 7, 51-0, 74-6, 62-10. So their only real test all season was the game at Almont. And they were really impressive against the Raiders and beat them by 20 points on their own field, 34 to 14. And then lo and behold, Elmont comes out and upsets Crosslex last week, 37-26, kind of putting the BWAC on its ear. And once the BWAC 
gets wacky, it is the B-wacky, and now Armada moves in and, and beats North Branch. So we said kind of at the beginning of the season, if somebody went undefeated through the BWAC, they earned it. They really earned it because that's where this league is at. You have four really good football teams at the top of this league. Then you've got Yale, who I think uh, is starting to turn the corner and moving towards good things. And by the way, the Bulldogs got the automatic win this week over Algonac on the forfeit. But they're 4-3 and three now, and they're looking at uh, potentially – making it into the postseason. they got to play at Almont uh, next week, and then they get Lutheran North uh, at the uh, the end. But two more wins for sure, Yale's making the playoffs. One more win, though, might get the Bulldogs into the postseason. Uh, and even Richmond, who's now 3-4, and four, they lost to Elmont on Friday night, 44 to uh, nothing. Croslex beat Emily City 39-7. to I'll give you some stats on that game coming up in a minute. But, uh, I mean, you've got some good football teams in the, in the BWAC right now. Imlay City is the only team that has struggled start to finish. But, again, the program has had a lot of change. They've got a, a new head coach this year, and his big thing is trying to get the kids interested and excited about football again and to come out for the team. Once they get numbers there at Imlay City, because there is talent, you know, they might not be so bad. So, I mean, a quick turnaround for the, the teams at the bottom of the BWAC isn't too much to ask. And, again, those top four are just sensational. So, for Armada in their win tonight, uh, Conan the Barbarian, 25 carries, 146 yards in the victory. Uh, Fodale had eight carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Pratt ran for two TDs and threw a touchdown pass in the uh, win for the uh, Tigers. For North Branch, they threw it a little bit. Damasca, 9 out of 17, 195 yards. He threw three touchdown passes, including two to Mayberry, who had four catches for 81 yards. Henny was their leading rusher, 11 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. But this week, it was not enough for the Broncos. So Armada beats North Branch 37-28. Croslex beats Emily City 39-7. to Got some pioneer stats in that one. Gavin Espinoza, 5 out of 8 for 74 yards and three touchdowns. He only played the first half, by the way. Also rushed for 18 yards and caught a pass for 30 yards on a trick play. Nick Monzo, two out of six for 72 yards, also carried twice for 33 yards playing the second half. Drew Hosterman returned for uh, Crosslex, so they got one of their hurt guys back this week. Only caught one pass, but it was for 42 yards. Trevor Soul was their top receiver. Three catches, 57 yards, two touchdowns. He had a third touchdown on a pick six, so the defense got back in the act. Uh, in fact, they had a shutout until the final minute of the game. Uh, and then they gave up a, a score. Nolan Moore had a touchdown reception. How about Landon Butler? Normally a right tackle, went in at running back and scored a touchdown uh, tonight. John Herman had a touchdown run, and uh, Max uh, Dureka blocked uh, two punts in the uh, victory for the uh, Pioneers uh, over uh, Imlay uh, City. And then, of course, uh, Elmont rolls uh, tonight, beating Richmond by a final score of uh, 44 to uh, nothing. Again, when Richmond wins, their defense is stellar. They have two shutouts this season, uh, and in their other win, a 28-6 to win. But when they lose, 
they have not been competitive. Crosslex beat them 61 to 7. Yale beat them 36 to 7. North Branch beat them 62 to 10. And tonight, uh, Elmont beats them 44 to nothing. They still have Armada on their schedule and then a game at Clintondale in uh, week uh, nine. Um, Richmond needs to figure out a way to get some wins uh, if they're hoping to make it to the playoffs. Four might be enough for the uh, the Blue Devils. Five should get them in. Um, Armada, though, is a real tough uh, roadblock to uh, those uh, hopes. They would have a chance uh, against uh, Clintondale, uh, who has uh, really been struggling in the Max Silver this year and, uh, of course, were blown out uh, tonight by Marine City. Um, by a score of uh, 49 to uh, 6. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Before we get into the GTC East uh, or or any of the happenings in the uh, thumb, Cardinal Mooney clinched uh, their uh, league title outright tonight with a 39 to nothing win at Allen Park uh, Cabrini. Uh, And again, we've kind of been uh, pumping our chests about this uh, Mooney uh, team. They're a good football team, uh, folks, and uh, now they're 5-0 and uh, in league play, so they win their league title outright. There's nothing anybody can do to catch them. They basically they knew that last week after they beat Everest. It was kind of a foregone conclusion that they'd beat Cabrini uh, tonight, and they did. 6-1 and one overall. They're punched in with a, uh, a date uh, in Week 9 with Bishop Foley at uh, Ford Field in the Prep Bowl. Next week, they're on the road. They have to play at Whitmore Lake. Then it's the Prep Bowl, and then uh, we'll look at the uh, playoffs. Uh, before the games tonight, Snooze to You is uh, somebody that we look at and uh, use. Uh, they had all the area teams playing in a district. They had Ubley playing Marlette, and they had Mooney playing Harbor Beach. Um, and while that would be a fun district, I know Brady would be pouting about it because he wants he wants Mooney to go south. He wants to see a Mooney-Ubley game, but he doesn't want to see it until much later in the playoffs. He doesn't want to see it in the first two rounds of the, uh, the playoffs. Um, and I'm just saying, hey, to me, D8 goes through Ubley, so if you're Cardinal Mooney, you got to beat them sometime, so it doesn't matter to me when they play that game. Uh, early in the playoffs or late in the playoffs, they're the team you've got to beat uh, if you want to win a, a championship. So uh, that's the uh, the game that uh, is eventually you're going to have to go through if you are hoping to make a long uh, playoff run and uh, you're a Cardinal Mooney. So there you have it as far as uh, the uh, 11-man team's uh, around here. Uh, in the uh, the thumb tonight, Ubley was Ubley. They beat up on uh, Sandusky. The final score was 42-8, uh, to uh, eight, and uh, that gives Ubley the outright GTC East championship. They go 5-0 and oh in league. They're now 7-0 and oh and have gone virtually uh, unchallenged by anybody this season. They simply they haven't had a close game, folks. Um, they have blown out everybody in their path. And uh, Bad Axe, a good football team. They beat them by 34. They beat Carroll by 36. They beat uh, Marlette 57 to 16. They're up 50 to nothing in that game. They beat Harbor Beach at Beach 42 to nothing. And, and Beach is the second best team in that league. 66 nothing over Memphis, 42 7 over uh, Cass City. 
uh, and uh, beat uh, Sandusky tonight, forty-two to eight. Uh, they will win their last two league game or last two regular season games. They cross over with the GTC West and play USA and Reese in their last two games. Ubley will go nine and zero in the uh, the regular season. Speaking of uh, Beach, they beat Memphis fifty-eight to nothing last night. So uh, again, Harbor Beach's only loss on the season is the Ubley game. Uh, otherwise, Harbor Beach has really gone unchallenged uh, so far this uh, season. Uh, and uh, one that uh, everybody else disagreed with me on, um, and that I'm kind of proud that I called this one, Cass City not only beat Marlette tonight, folks, but they beat them handily. 56-20, to 20, the Red Hawks beat the Red Raiders. Uh, and uh, Cass City goes to 4-3 and three with the uh, victory. They'll finish third in the GTC uh, East, and uh, Marlette will finish fourth in the GTC East. They fall to four and three overall. I just kind of, and I know it's not always good math to take a, a look at head-to-head play against, you know, the, the same teams like Cass City played Harbor Beach, only lost by 14. When Marlette played Harbor Beach, they lost by 40. Um, Marlette lost to Ubley 57-16. to 16. Cass City lost to Ubley 42 to 7. Not a whole lot of difference there when you're really talking about it. 41 points uh, to 35 is just a touchdown difference. But I also looked at games that they won. Marlette beat Memphis. Probably it was easier than the score. It was 46 to 16. That's a pretty easy win. But when Cass City beat them, they pounded them 70 to nothing. Uh, and so I just I kind of looked at that stuff and I thought mm, I just think Cassidy's a little bit better team than Marlette and they're going to win this game even though it's at Marlette and I think everybody else in the Pickums picked Marlette to win that game um, and Cassidy ended up getting them by 36 points that's a fairly wide uh, margin uh, there so that's a nice win for the Cassidy uh, Red Hawks um, they've got a game at Carroll next week and then they have a tough game. Uh, in week nine against uh, Bad Axe. Um, looking ahead, Harbor Beach goes to Bad Axe next week and then finishes up at home against uh, Vassar. Marlette's at Vassar next week, and then they picked up a game against Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes in week nine. So I actually think Marlette will probably close out the regular season with a couple of wins, and they should uh, be able to uh, make the uh, postseason. Uh, um, again, I already said I think Upley's going to go undefeated. Um, kind of looking at what Memphis has got. Uh, they have a tough game next week at Laker. They're they're probably not going to do well in that. Uh, and then week nine, they're at Melvindale Tech. So that might be their chance if the Yellow Jackets are going to win a game uh, this, this season. And uh, for uh, Sandusky, uh, they should be competitive the rest of the way. They're at uh, Reese in week eight, and they have USA in week nine at home. Those are games that the uh, – uh, formerly known as the Redskins because Sandusky doesn't have a name at the moment. But uh, those are games that Sandusky um, has an opportunity to uh, to win. So that's all the 11-man scores for you real quick here. I'll run them down for you again. Northern lost to Mott 14-10 on Friday night. Port here in high beat Sterling Heights 35-20. That means the Big Reds and the Huskies will end up sharing the Mac Blue Championship. Marysville shuts out St. Clair 20 to nothing. Marine City wins the Mac Silver outright. 
outright with a 47-8 win over Clintondale. Anchor Bay beat Sterling Heights-Stevenson in a MAC Red game 20-18. Clawson over New Haven 63-16. The BWAC scores are made of the big news this week, beating North Branch 37-28, handing the Broncos their first loss of the season and setting up the potential now for a, uh, a share of the BWAC championship next week if Armada can beat Richmond and the winner of the Croslex North Branch uh, game will get a share of that title as well or win it outright if Armada doesn't get the job done next week. Croslex beat Emily City 39-7. to Nice bounce back win for the Pioneers. They, they were up 39 nothing at the half. Uh, and took everybody out in the second half. Elmont over Richmond, 44 to nothing. Again, Yale gets the forfeit win over Elginac. Uh, in the uh, Catholic League, Mooney with a 39 nothing win at Allen Park. Cabrini to outright clinch the Intersectional 2 championship. Uh, and uh, in the GTC East, it was uh, Ubley with another easy win, 42-8 to over Sandusky. Harbor Beach, 58, Memphis nothing, and Cass City, 56, Marlette, 20. Take our uh, final break here, and then we'll take a look at what happened in eight-man football on uh, Friday night. That's next here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, now to uh, eight-man football, and our story actually begins on Thursday because we're going to start with the uh, North Central uh, Thumb League uh, Stars Division Oakland Christian beat Genesee by a score of 50 to nothing on Thursday night. Their game next week is Flint International, so that's going to be a forfeit, which means Oakland Christian is going to go 6-1 and one in league play. Their only league loss was to Kingston. Now on Friday night, Kingston got a... Uh, 62-14 to 14 win over KPAC, which puts them at 6-0 and in conference play and guarantees them no worse than a share of the league title, which they can now win outright next week at Mayville. Going into play Friday night, that game still had meaning for Mayville, but after Friday night's result, Mayville is out of the chase as they suffered their second league loss. Deckerville got them, and this is a nice bounce-back win by the Deckerville Eagles. They beat Mayville on Friday night 58-34. to uh, And uh, for Deckerville, by their standards, it's not been a good season. They've lost three of their last four games after a 2-0 start uh, and are 3-3 three and three overall going into the Mayville game. Kingston beat them 56-20 to last week, uh, and they had lost the week before that in a shootout to Oakland Christian, 52-44. to But they bounce back with a nice 58-34 win over Mayville that gets them back on track. Deckerville's now 4-3. and They play at Atherton next week, and then they close out the regular season against Peck. So with a strong finish, Deckerville might make a, uh, a push towards the, uh, the playoffs. Kingston's definitely making a push towards the uh, the playoffs, uh, and again they have the opportunity uh, in uh, week uh, seven, or excuse me, in week eight at Mayville with a win to win the league championship outright 
If not, they're going to have to share that league title with Oakland Christian, who uh, beat Genesee on uh, Thursday and are going to get a win uh, next uh, week because Flint International uh, has uh, canceled its uh, season and they're forfeiting out the remainder of their uh, their games. So they're going to get a win next week regardless. All right, now let's switch over to the Stripes. The big game in the Stripes is actually being moved to Saturday, and that's Peck against New Haven uh, Merritt. The uh, game is uh, going to be uh, played uh, at Peck. Uh, it'll be a 2 o'clock kickoff. If Peck wins, they're going to be the outright champions in the stripes regardless of what happens in the final week of a regular season play because if Peck wins, they'll be undefeated and everybody else will have at least two losses in league play. Merritt at 4-1, and one, the only team with any kind of chance to get Peck. Merritt needs a win this week and a win next week with a Peck loss to win the title outright. More likely, if Merritt wins this week, they're going to end up sharing the title with uh, Peck. Both teams will be the the favorite in their final uh, regular season game. Peck gets uh, Carsonville Port Sandlake at home. Uh, Merritt has to go on the road. They have a tougher game. Uh, They have to go on the road at North Huron. And that's tough. CPS is not an easy game for Peck. That's a rivalry game, and uh, CPS not that bad of, of a team. In fact, um, they won big on Friday. They beat Caseville fifty-six to twenty, and that puts the Tigers at three and four on the uh, the season. So they're a tougher game this year than they have been in uh, recent years. Uh, and uh, North Huron, after kind of a wobbly start, is uh, now four and three after beating Akron Fairgrove on uh, Friday night, albeit it was a close game. Uh, the Warriors won that one 22-20 over the Vikings. But it all boils down to basically, real simple, if Peck wins against Merritt on Saturday, Peck's the outright champs of the league. If Merritt wins, the two teams will be tied going into the final week of the season and likely would stay tied uh, after the uh, final week of regular season play for the uh, the season. So CPS beats Caseville 56-20, to Deckerville 58, Mayville 34, and Kingston 62, KPAC 14, where the eight-man scores from Friday. Two games on Saturday. We mentioned Peck taking on New Haven Merritt. That game is at Peck. It's a 2 o'clock kickoff and also uh, a 2 o'clock kickoff in Brown City where Brown City is taking on Misik. Brown City's been kind of running the gauntlet here the last few weeks, and they've passed the test to this point, beating Sutton's Bay and uh, beating uh, Britain Deerfield at Britain Deer- Deerfield. They had the bad loss in between to Martin, but Martin has been murdering everybody. That's why they're the number one team in the uh, state uh, in uh, eight-man division uh, one. So, the again, the Green Devils having a great first season of eight-man football. They've outscored the opposition by 121 points. They have 280 points for, 159 against. Now, they've been getting scored on more in the last three weeks than they did in the first three weeks of the season where nobody was having much luck with them. Um, But, again, their schedule got really tough starting in week four, weeks uh, four, five, six, and now coming into week seven where Misik has a good football team uh, as well. Uh, and then Brown City will get a little bit of a reprieve with uh, Vandercook uh, Lake. Uh, and then uh, they're going to play K in uh, week uh, nine, uh, who 
KPAC was a great story to start the uh, the season, and they were two and two after four weeks. They've kind of fallen off on hard times uh, in uh, recent uh, weeks. Their schedule has also gotten a lot tougher in uh, recent uh, weeks because they've had to play Oakland Christian. They've had uh, Kingston in there. Um, they could have taken an easy forfeit win over Flint International, but decided to play uh, Farwell, picked up a game and played, and nearly won. They only lost that one 46-40. to uh, 40. But uh, some good football still to be played uh, in uh, eight-man uh, football. Uh, and uh, Brown City Misick is a nice matchup tomorrow. And Peck New Haven Merritt, uh, again, that's got uh, league title ramifications on the lines for uh, both of the, those uh, teams uh, going up tomorrow. So uh, a lot shorter show this week with Brady not being here to uh, to just talk constantly. Uh, but um, I've said what I've had to say. Thanks for uh, Paul Costanzo helping out in uh, segment one, telling us about the Port here in High Game, uh, which he saw on Friday night filling in for Brady. Brady will be back on our uh, next uh, show, and uh, I'm sure that uh, we will uh, do a, a lot of talking on uh, that one. Um, and uh, so that's uh, about uh, it uh, here for this edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.